0: Oh yeah Five stars LSU I say they ain't ready for the LSU No they ain't ready for the LSU Huh? They ain't ready for the LSU No they ain't ready for the LSU We the best in the league If you looking for talent LSU going hard But we beat Alabama Then we going off to Florida Drown the gators, everybody getting bucked when we step in the stadium. This is the an LSU anthem, you know it's a hit. You don't know another rapper, two step like this. See me screaming out the window, yelling purple and gold. I'm an LSU fan, girl, you know how we roll now. Back, back, and back it on up. Hey, back, back, and back it on up. Hey, back, back, and back
1: it on up. Hey, live! man 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 oh man, oh man. yeah running back i mean man Yes. yeah yes that i mean ding, ding, man, ding, ding it, it ding, is. ding
0: ding
1: ding 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 and uh breaking
0: I, news, Reagan. Breaking news. LSU's going to Omaha.
1: LSU is going to Omaha. LSU's
0: is, going to freaking Omaha.
1: It is long overdue. Um I I am super excited um for the LSU Tigers. I'm so excited for um some of these guys. Uh, Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan, Gavin Dugas, Cade Beloso, Hayden Travinsky. Man, these guys who have been around this program, who've been faithful to this program, uh, stuck it through the coaching change. And man, they, they've earned it. They deserve it. Um, and, and man, last night, you just can't help but, man, be a little emotional. Y'all gotta quit texting. That's what y'all need to do. It, you and Dad. That's my that's my that's my computer.
0: <laughs> Put on DND.
1: That's, that's what I'm streaming streaming through. Uh no, I'm just messing with y'all. So um man. I I'm proud for them. And last night you couldn't just help but be a little bit emotional, uh, you know, a little sentimental. For those guys, I, I'm so pumped for them, and I'm so freaking ready to go back to Omaha. And I, I just – I I want to go to Omaha so bad and watch these guys play so bad. Maybe we can make that work out. Maybe so. Maybe so. But the Tigers are Omaha bound, Zach. I mean, what's your initial thought coming off of last night?
0: Uh, uh, Like you said, Reagan, um, I said this on the last show, like no matter what happened, it was going to be bittersweet. And, you know, watching all these guys that we've mentioned uh, throughout this season, um, it's been incredible to get to watch them go through the season and to be able to finally reach their goal, right? Um, I mean, a lot of people, when we came to the season, we had extremely high, high expectations because we knew what this team was capable of. And there was definitely – Extreme highs, and there were some lows as well yeah. during the season with the pitching and with injuries, you know, and with moments when the offense seemed like it couldn't uh, hit in the clutch. Like, there was always moments. There was moments in time in the during the season where we questioned <laughs> it, and rightfully so. It was rightfully so to be questioned. But when the lights came on and the pressure was on, and the Tigers had to get it done. They have been dominant, yeah. dominant the entire way. The closest game you had was Game Two in the regional against who been your best opponent? Yeah, so far, uh, really? and, and that includes Kentucky, who has been your best opponent so far in this postseason. I would agree. Um, outside of that, you have completely dominated every other game. You dominated the two-lane game. You dominated game three. You dominated uh game one against Kentucky and you dominated when you needed to win and put in advance and, and not put yourself in any danger uh of having to rely on uh kind of a bullpen type day. I understand probably Herb was gonna go game three if you had to use them, but you know, yep, you know, you were able to get the job done with your best arms. And, I mean, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal job this weekend. I'm just so, so proud of the Tiger – the Tiger Faithful for showing out, especially on freaking Saturday when you had like a million delays and, you know – Seven hours. Seven-hour delay. Yeah, you had a seven-hour delay and it felt like the game would never get played. It felt like it was going to get pushed to the early morning. (laughs) And the fans hung around and they had a massive, massive crowd – phenomenal job by the Tiger fan base to show up even through all those delays for this team game one and game two. You just, it felt like it was, it it felt like it was going to happen, Reagan. I mean, I I felt like, yeah, it was destiny. It felt like it was meant to be that the Tigers were going to go to Omaha when you knew what you had coming in this season. It just felt like it was meant to be. And Gosh, man, what a way to end it. Um, and what a way. I mean, it's not over, obviously, but what a way to reach the goal that you have been aiming for all season. Uh, it was a phenomenal job. I'm just so proud. I mean, Reagan, it's been what, six years? Been six years 27. since you went to Omaha. Yeah. It's been six years since you last went to Omaha. And uh, we've been cheering for the Tigers, you know, ever since 2009. There's been a lot of chances that LSU has had uh, in Omaha. Feels like this might be one of your best chances yeah. that we've seen. Obviously, I mean, out past 20, 2009. I mean, you watched 2009 championship when LSU beat Texas. We watched that uh, as very young, young kids, uh, and ever since then, we've been rooting for them to to get back into that championship series. And it seems like LSU has a real legitimate shot this year of course that has to be played out, but man, I'm just so pumped and excited for this team. Even if you go, you know, I mean, I would hate for them to go. 0 and two in this, you know, in Omaha, even if you go, 0 and two, man, you're just so happy that they, that they made it to Omaha. I mean, for, for all those guys that haven't been to Omaha, Dylan and JT and Trey, um, you know, I mean, even Gavin, Gavin Dugas and Cable they haven't seen Omaha. Right. 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 So, I mean, because they came on what they were freshmen in twenty eighteen. Is that correct? I think so. Because they're both fifth year seniors, so they were probably yeah, first, yeah. season yeah. twenty nineteen, whatever it was exactly. Um, so it's it's just it's a really bittersweet moment. Uh, they all played their final games at Tiger Stadium, but they they're going to them all.
1: Yeah, they are, and, and I yeah, I yeah, think we kind of called it, Zach. You know, we. We both felt like it was going to be two and zero, and it was going to be dominant, and uh, that's exactly what you got. Obviously, the the second game was a little bit closer than the first. I mean, the first was just an absolute, I mean, rout. Um, in terms of the the weather delay, Zeke, Zach, Zeke, Zach, it was a, I mean, well worth the wait. I mean, oh, so yeah. much so. S- Whenever
0: Saturday Trey night. hit that homer, whenever Trey oh.
1: hit the homer, is like I'm good. Man, it, it was so sweet. I, I mean, six home runs on the night. It just felt like everybody was catching a barrel. Uh, the only one who I, I was missing out was was Travinsky this weekend. Yeah, he's the only one who missed out. He almost got one out before a Beloso of times. did.
0: A couple of times.
1: Beloso came up after like Travinsky got one. You know with a little bit of wind going out it would have been gone. Yeah. And Beloso comes up after him. And this is in the second game and puts up that three-run home run, but man, it just felt like everybody was hitting um on Saturday night all cylinders clicking and with Paul Skeens on the mound and our bats rolling like that, they had no chance. It, it was it was just a Dominant performance. I mean, you said it perfectly, Zach, in our text, our our group text, that when Paul Skeens is on the mound, LSU is without question the best team There's in all of out. college baseball. There's best nobody best. beating. No us. Doubt. There's nobody beating us playing like this with Paul Skeens on the mound. I mean, it just they're they're the best and whenever he's on the mound, and and man. It, it was phenomenal watching that Saturday night and it was definitely worth the wait. I mean, these comments are flying in already. So maybe we need to get to a few of them.
0: Yeah. We got a bunch of comments flying in. Uh, let's see. Carl Dunn's in here. He said, let's go. Robert has been a, a steady uh, follower with us for a while now. He said, go Southern Miss. I'm with him. I want Southern Miss to win I want the, Golden the game. That, that's going to be starting here in about 30 minutes or so, or 40 minutes, I should say. Um, Carl said, looks like the guy's got the grooves back. Tyler Townsend, uh, he said, what's up, guys? What's up, Tyler? Tyler, I'm going to I'm, I'm hit you back up. I, I, I'm, I'm the worst liar responder. Liar. I, mean, I, I am a terrible res- responder when it, liar. when it comes to during game uh, for Tyler. So, I, Tyler, just, just message me on Tigers Avenue. Just message me on Tigers Avenue account, and it, you'll get a, a response from me, I promise. My personal, you're probably not going to get a response. <laughs> Just uh, just hit me up on Tigers Avenue. It's, you're going to have a lot better chance of having a conversation with me back and forth during the game. Trust <laughs> me. Or or hit me up, and I'll text you my I will text you my personal cell phone number, okay? Uh, and we can go back and forth and, and add you in. That's totally cool. Uh, Carl Dunn, Dylan Cruz might have wrapped up the Golden Spikes Award after that, uh, which we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I don't want to spoil it. That's going to be
1: tough, man. That's going to be tough. That's, that,
0: is, that is very tough. That is very, very tough. Uh, Ryan, I'm here. What's up, TA? Pastor Reagan and Brother Tebow Strange. So <laughs> <dude>. Ryan. Right? <laughs> hey, I I am okay being compared to, you know, a pretty good looking, right? Pause, but pretty good looking dude and <laughs> um in Tim Tebow and a extremely smart individual in Doctor Strange. So, you know, if if you want to give me the looks of Tim Tebow and the IQ of Doctor Strange, I'm good with it. I'm good. With it.
1: Uh, not a bad combo. So so far,
0: right now, Texas and Stanford are tied at three in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, I gave that update in there. Uh, Ryan said it would almost be a travesty if they go into an Omaha, Omaha, considering how far this team has come over the last few years. I do not think they're going 0 2. I'm just, you know, I was just putting it out there. You know, even if they went 0 2, man. It's man, always a possibility. Always a possibility, on. but. Um, you know, just them for them to get to this point was awesome. Doug Nose says, uh, "I was there for the long wait. It was a long day. We had pizza and more beer delivered to the parking lot." <laughs> 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 hey, you know they done messed up. They gave they gave LSU fans seven hours uh, to get prepped for that game, and I was listening to Muso's uh, Muso at the Box his podcast uh, today, and he said like. Man, they, it was rowdy. It was rough and rowdy once they finally got in there at 9 p.m. and got the game it going. Was. And he said when Trey hit the home run in first, he was like, the stadium shook. Like, everything – like, it was rattling. Like, everything was rattling because they were going absolutely berserk.
1: It, did. it was awesome. It did. That, that crowd um, was stupid loud when he hit that first one. Oh,
0: Troy Shockley said the game Sunday was unbelievable. Uh, I, I'm so glad y'all got to go. Man, we're trying to pull off uh, right now. Potentially going to Omaha. We'll see. We're going to try to pull that off. That'd be awesome. Um, Robert uh, also said, "How about last night that Stanford pitcher going 150 pitches? Nuts. Yeah, dude, 156. Nuts. That dude's insane. That he's an ace and ha- and has a rubber arm. Like, good grief, 156 yes. pitches. That's it's wild. But anyway, he, he must be numb
1: out there. I mean, he's just numb." Yeah, I don't know what he's doing.
0: Like, he's got something going on, man. I'll tell you what,
1: man, if somebody's got a slow-mo shot of when Tommy hit his first home run, bro, they showed that clip of when he hit it from the view of the first baseline, and he looked to the dugout and he held his arms out, and in the background, just the crowd is going absolutely Absolutely berserk. Absolutely berserk. Down the third base line, it is one of the sweetest shots of the entire season. Um, it, it was so clean. I, I mean, he hit it. He knew. He, by the way, both of his home runs cleared cleared the bleachers. I mean, sure. both the Tommy's home runs on Saturday night were absolutely the second nukes. one. was the second insane. one was oh my gosh! It, it was that was probably his furthest home run of the year. Uh, his yeah. second one. I mean, he cleared the scoreboard, you know, out in left field. And bomb, an absolute bomb. Um, but, yeah, that shot of Tommy jogging first baseline, holding his hands out towards the dugout, and the fans are going nuts in the background, that is like the shot of the year. It was incredible.
0: Incredible. Yeah, Troy said that second home run was crushed. There's nothing um, Tyler has a really good question. I'm, we'll get to this uh, on Friday, Tyler, I promise you. Uh, so hold that thought for about mm, four days. <laughs> it's a good question. but um, And I know we, we heavily discussed um, you know, the regional and what we thought about when Paul schemes a pitch. But we'll discuss that more on Friday. I, I fully believe he should go on in game one. We'll give uh, I, I understand a lot of people probably want to hold him for weight. Look, don't count out Stanford, man. Don't count. I mean, you got to do that can throw 156 pitches in sixteen K's. Gotta believe he's in he the miss. Him. Oh, you're talking about for Stanford get to against weight. Yeah. I mean, don't don't Stanford count him out. Or Texas. Man. Or Texas. Yeah. I mean, don't count them out. We'll see if we'll we'll see if uh Texas or Stanford advances. Um, they're still in the bottom of the fourth, three to three. So Stanford scored Anyways. more runs right now, by the way. It is. Course that uh, that home run had a, had an exit velo of 110 miles. I fully believe it. I would have thought it'd been more. Like
1: I that. hate that the NCAA will not allow uh, them to track during postseason play because LSU yeah. baseball data there that Twitter. I, I don't know if y'all follow that or not, but LSU baseball has a has a Twitter page called LSU Baseball Data and follow it. Go. follow they it. They have the exit velos for every game, and then like a home run, they have the the exit velo, the angle of the exit, uh, the peak point of it, and how far it went. I hate that during the postseason. We can't have that. That, I want to throw a riot uh, over the NCAA and all their stupid choices that they always continually make. I've never seen an organization that loves to ruin their product more than the
0: NCAA. I I mean – Absurd! I'm already pissed that the NCAA posted a bracket that was like LSU is in bracket one, and bracket one's going to play on Friday, and then they post the, the schedule. Yes, day, if, you at, the if you literally look, if you
1: literally go on NCAA.com, it has LSU in bracket one with Wake Forest, and then whoever wins the two games tonight. <laughs> It has us in bracket one, and they released a bracket for the whole um, College World Series, the whole Omaha bracket, and had bracket one, bracket two, and had June 16th, bracket one, game one, game two, 1 o'clock, 6 p.m. So LSU, you would assume, being in bracket one, we're playing and based on and the NCAA's release of
0: the bracket that says bracket one will be playing on Friday. They're playing on Saturday. You know? No, they're so, playing Saturday. Gosh.
1: So they're playing Saturday. I, I don't know. that, Anyways, but also all the, the no celebrating stuff, the all year long has been atrocious. Um I mean, you just not want guys to have fun when they do something awesome. Anyways. Some old heads that need to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't – anyways. Anyways, LSU is Omaha bound, Zach, and uh, this weekend was fantastic, and I I think it could possibly be the most complete weekend we have seen all season long from LSU. These past two weekends have, I think, been their best baseball all season long, and – Man, they just seem like they're clicking on all cylinders. And we can kind of use this to transition into our regional recap. And we can kind of cover game one, game two, and kind of break those down um, more analytically. Um, So, game one, obviously, you had the rain delays that pushed you back to nine o'clock. You know, a lot of LSU fans were worried about Paul's schemes and, you know, was it actually going to play out? Because, You know, we delayed at 2 o'clock, and there's been no rain all day long, and now there's actually a threat for weather. (laughs) Uh, There's actual rain, and, you know, we were worried, you know, do you even start schemes, and should we even play the game today? Well, it starts, it plays, and, boy, it turned out good. I mean, Zach, (laughs)
0: what were your thoughts on Saturday night's game? Um yeah, so I I consider that too. I was like, you know, considering everything that's happened, you've had you've had to get skeins warmed up like twice, three or I uh, know it was like Reagan. It was like I think he got three, warmed up three or four times. Yeah, you're right. Three or four times, time. yeah, or right. four times uh, he, that he you're mentioned right. in his interview uh, on in game two. Like, so you know he's having to go, you know that's definitely out of routine. Obviously, you know oh, no you're not doubt. you only warm up typically once. You know in routine, and so he's having to redo his routine multiple times. Um you know it was it was confusing. It was frustrating. You know, as as a fan and as a you know just somebody who loves the game, it was extremely frustrating because you, you know, were expecting okay, two o'clock, two o'clock comes, no, it's gonna be seven. Okay, now I gotta wait another five hours. You wait another five hours, no, it's gonna be eight. Okay, now I gotta wait another hour. Like <clears throat> a lot of people are upset because they plan their day around the game as myself. And then you have to wait for, and then you have to keep waiting, keep waiting. And so you end up just sitting around the whole day waiting for the game. That's (laughs) literally what happened. Like I had planned my whole day around my whole schedule, uh, my whole day around the scheduled time of the game. Uh, you know, I was going to go take care of some things in my car, run some errands, stuff like that. <laughs> not happening. Not happening. Instead, you're going to stay your butt uh, on the couch and wait for the game to start. And that's exactly what I did. I stayed my butt on the couch. I did watch some of the Alabama Wake Forest game, which was a really good game. Uh, Game one was. Game two, obviously, was not even a competition. Um, But anyways, finally, it gets to 9 o'clock, and, like, Dad's even saying, like, I don't even know if I can stay up for all this, like, you know, I hope it's 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 handled early, like, like you know, all that stuff. And, you know, finally it gets going, and it didn't even matter because LSU just completely dominated. And it was exactly what you needed. Imagine, imagine having to go through all of that. Imagine the fans that actually were there at the game, having to go all, through all of that and it being a nail-biter or a game like worst-case scenario, you lose the game. Imagine yeah. if that had been the case. But it wasn't at all because LSU came in. It didn't. It did not matter what was going on that day. Didn't the delays didn't matter. All the talk didn't matter. All the nothing mattered at all. All that mattered was for LSU. It was a business. It was business. That's all it was. And they came in there and they immediately ended the game after like what was it the third inning or fourth inning something like that. I mean that they just it was over. I mean once Tommy hit the home run, you knew it was over. Like you, you just knew it was over. Uh, Skeens was dealing. Uh, there was no question in my mind at ap- whenever after Tommy hit the two run Jack and then Trey followed it, like it was like, this is over. This is over. It's it's a route. Yeah. Um I, I I I sat back, you know. Typically, so to give y'all a visual of what I typically am like during games, I'm very <laughs> antsy and Reagan knows this. I'm very antsy. I can't stay seated. I'm up and down like I'm standing. And then I'm sitting on the floor. And then I'm sitting on the chair, like right next to the TV. Like I'm up and down, very antsy. After Trey hit the home run, I leaned back in the seat and kicked my feet up and <laughs> just tweeted out my tweets, uh, you know, about the game and enjoy and sat back and enjoyed it. Like I could, I could finally relax and enjoy it. You talking about the day Z- Trey's second home run? Or, after or? Trey's second home run, yeah, like yeah, the day. Yeah. The day had been extremely stressful because of everything going on and waiting and everything and all the questions yeah. around schemes. Like, it made it an extremely stressful day for an LSU fan, as for me. And, you know, I, I get on Twitter and I see Jocks has posted, like, these people are walking out the stadium. They're like, I'm going home. You know, like, they're pissed <laughs> off <laughs> and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, gosh, it's going to be a terrible crowd. da 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 And, you know – And I was like, I was worried it's going to be a nail-biter because of all this, and none of that was true. LSU came in. They completely dominated the entire facet of the game. LSU fans in the stands, LSU fans on the couches could sit back, relax, and enjoy it and just go, all right, we just got to get one more. And that's all that was Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think Skeens was, was a huge highlight too. I mean, absolutely blanked, absolutely blanked. Kentucky's offense. I mean, they had nothing for Skeens. No. Um, well, what I loved about um, Skeens is, you know, the first go-round with Kentucky and Skeens, they touched him up a lot. They were they were sitting on the fastball because he throws the fastball more than he does any other pitch.
0: Which, again, we discussed that. It was, it was probably they, because LSU got up on him fast and he just sure. decided to stay in the zone.
1: Yeah, sure. And, and they barreled several up and got, I think, seven hits, five runs off of him. But, man, they had a plan this time, and he mixed his pitches a lot more than he d- normally does. And I think that's why you weren't seeing as many strikeouts Saturday that's night. About,
0: that's what Menjion said. I mean, he yeah, said, he, you know, he first off, he said, you know, well, when, the last time he faced him, he wasn't throwing 102, uh, and he also wasn't throwing the breaking balls nearly as yeah. much as he was. This time yeah, going. no,
1: he, he was mixing his pitches a lot more this time, and it kept the hitters off balance, and, and, I mean, they just had no answer for it, and they were, you know, it turned into a lot of, uh, all those breaking balls turned into a lot of quick outings. I mean, he was getting pot flies and ground balls, you know, one, two pitches into the count, you know. He had a
0: phenomenal of, pitch count. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, he was he was at, like, forty. He was less than 50 pitches in the fifth inning when he started the fifth inning. I mean, it was, yeah. he was cruising. I think he was at 49 cruising. or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, there was the one inning where uh, Cruz fell down and the ball dropped and then he like got a walk or something. And the, the pitch count got back to normal, I would say, not up. It got back to like a normal pitch count. Yeah. Because like, really he where threw, he was, like at five was, extra pitchers than he would yeah. have. And he he cruised, man, and, and rolled right through Kentucky's lineup time after time, and it
0: – Time after time. Yeah, oh, and with
1: the offense backing him up the way it was, it was probably the easiest, uh, I mean, super regional win I think I've ever watched. One of the easiest super regional wins I've ever watched, and he went to the eight and got two outs, you know, Got two strikeouts and he got a well deserved Stand standing up. ovation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I, I was, you know, a, his pitch count would have surely allowed him to go a full game if he would have wanted to. For sure. Um, if, if, uh, Jay wanted him to and he wanted to, and he easily could have gone full game. No problem whatsoever. Um, but he deserved to have that standing ovation, that one last time walking off uh, in Alex Box, and he got it. And and man, what a moment that was! Um, what a moment that was for him, for LSU fans. I mean, just the season he's had, that was incredible. So for me, I I know that the bats were rolling Saturday night, and they were popping off. I mean, six home runs for me it was Paul Skeens who was the star of the night. I mean, one of his most dominant performances we've seen and he didn't even get double digit strikeouts. Yeah. But it was still I mean, just a dismantling of their offense, of their lineup and it was a lot of fun to watch when the other side of the ball you're hitting, you know, six home runs. Um so I Man, that was a lot of fun to watch. You know, analytically speaking, uh, Zach Lee was, you know, their ace. Uh, speaking of Zach Lee, Zach, I appreciate you um, allowing all those home
0: runs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I used kind of my telekinetic powers to make sure he was going to screw up. So, y'all can thank me, honestly. <laughs> yeah,
1: Zach was out there uh, uh, pitching Saturday night. I don't know if y'all knew that or not. But, look, Zach Lee was their ace, and – um Man, they were on him. They were on him all night long and chased him early. And, you know, once it got to like, I don't know, seven to nothing, Minjion was, was, was conceding. I mean, he literally went to a guy who I think it was like his seventh appearance on the whole season. Had only pitched, yeah, you know, all pitched less than 20 innings. So – the reality had set in that Paul Skeens is not going to allow anything. Our bats are going to continue to crank and we need to save some bullets. And, you know, he brought in some bullpen arms and we raked on them too. And score got up to, you know, 14 to nothing. And it was a good night in the box, regardless of the weather and how late it got, it was a great night in the box. Um, but, That was game one, but game two, Zach, was a little bit closer, a little bit more competitive. Ultimately, obviously, the Tigers come out on top. What were your thoughts for game two? Uh, I think we'll have a little bit more, you know, kind of analytical talk in this one and how it played out because it was just a better game in general. I mean, obviously, for Tiger fans, we love game one, but in terms of a baseball game, it was just a better game. So what were your thoughts on, on game two?
0: It honestly played out exactly how I wanted it to. Um, And here's the reason why. Because I knew Mason Moore was going to come into the game. I knew he was going to be the first pitcher out of the pen. Um, And I knew he's got phenomenal stuff. And I knew most likely he was probably going to shut down LSU's bats. So I knew you had to score early. And then I knew you had to hold on to that lead during the Mason Moore stint and then try to get him out of the game and then try to uh, score late to put a, to put the game away. And that's exactly what happened. It's exactly what happened. Of course, yeah. uh, Strickland was the starter um, for Kentucky. LSU got to him early uh, with the Cade Beloso three-run jack. I mean, and what a what a story for Cade Beloso, honestly. Oh, man, um, yeah. And I'll pat myself on the back, right, uh, as, as Blake did for me the other night, you know, a lot of people were like, I don't know about Beloso. Like, da, da, da. I was like, dude, he needs to be in the freaking lineup. Put him in the freaking lineup. Yep. Uh, they inserted into lineup, and they haven't gone back since. So he's been in the lineup ever since. Why would you? Uh, why, he, why would you? He has hit more home runs. Uh, I think he's hit the most home run. This is the most home runs he's hit in a single season in his career. Oh, yeah, think, no doubt. I think no he doubt. hit 12 his freshman year. Yeah, that's a good um, Something like that. So I mean, this is the best, like it's the most powerful. Um that, you know, most it's the most power that he's had in his career, uh hitting the most home runs uh in his career in a single season. Like he has been a staple in this lineup. And, you know, he was the he was the one that put you on the board early. And he was that's what you needed. That's what you needed in a game like this. You needed something early because and he needed to get to the starter early because I, again, I knew Mason Moore was coming in the game, and i wa- I've watched Mason Moore two or three times outside of when LSU played him earlier this season, and he's freaking good. He, yeah. I mean, he's he is a he is, in my opinion, and I went back and forth with a guy on Twitter about this. In my opinion, he's their ace, right? Uh, in my opinion, you know, who's your, your who is what is an ace? To me, an ace in baseball is your best pitcher. Not yeah. your Friday guy. And now sometimes your ace is your Friday guy, right? I mean,
1: majority, LSU, of time.
0: for example, Paul Steens, <laughs> right? But to me, the ace is your best pitcher, your best pitcher. Um and to me, Kentucky's best pitcher is Mason Moore. Uh, and so when he came into the game, I knew we were gonna have to rely on the bullpen to continue to stack zeros. And 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 just match what Mason Moore was doing, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And to think about this game, Reagan. Right? We went. We go back to when LSU was slipping a little in the regular season, right? And we we didn't put them out. Obviously, we weren't saying, "Oh, they're not even going to make Omaha." We were like, "Hey, these are some these are some cons- some concerns. This is something that could potentially keep you from making it to Omaha." Right? Was the bullpen and clutch hitting, and what did LSU do? In this game, what did they do in this game? They had clutch hits. Cableoso, two outs, yep, two strikes, and he hits a three-run bomb. That's a clutch situation. You got a guy, you got guys on the base, on the base pads. You 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 need runs in in that type and this type chance of ball to take game. The lead.
1: Yeah,
0: chance to take the lead. And what did what does he do? You hit a you get a clutch hit. The last two weekends, LSU has come up with clutch hits time and time again. Last weekend, it was in the form of uh, Hayden Travinsky and Josh Pearson. This weekend, it's it was in the form of your veterans, Cade Beloso and Dylan Cruz. Kate Beloso gets a three-run shot to give you the lead. And, and then, you know, the question mark from, or from late in the regular season, Oh, well, are we going to have a bullpen that can make it through, right, the postseason? Are we going to have a bullpen that can get us through Omaha? Insert – Riley Cooper and Gavin Gidry, who do nothing but put up zeros, zero. Man,
1: how about Gavin Gidry, man?
0: The bullpen get put up. I mean, the bullpen get didn't allow any runs this super. Did they allow any runs in the regional?
1: I don't know. I'm trying to think about. I don't the, know if they did. If they, did.
0: if they did, like I don't. I don't think it was that much.
1: The only. The only. I think the only runs they allowed was the bullpen guys who played game three against Oregon state. Like you were pitching a bullpen day with Cooper and with, uh, but they didn't
0: really allow a lot of runs hardly at all.
1: But in in terms of like a starter pitching and then like a bullpen coming in, not not really at all.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not really at all. So it was, it was a massive, massive job by the bullpen phenomenal job by Riley Cooper and Gavin Gidry, and holy cow Gavin Gidry! I mean, think about the future for that. I mean, I understand we're, we're like we're in this moment right now where it's this team and what this team can do, but like think about the future, <laughs> what, what this does for the future of Gavin Gidry at LSU, then these next following two seasons, yep. um, the, the experience and um the adversity he has faced this season and, and the moments that he's come into these big, huge clutch moments. I, I mean, I think back to South Carolina, you know, whenever Gavin Dugas, oh, Gavin Dugas gave you, you know, tied it up. Of course, Cable yes. Oso gives you the lead in eighth. Who do they put in? Gavin, Gavin Gidder. Gidder. and Gavin Gidry shuts it down. I mean, you think about all the way back to South Carolina. Um, and that was when they were still developing him. And now, I mean, he is your closer. I mean, he is your closer right now. Yep. You know, if, if if you've got a, a one-run ball game, if you've got a tight ball game and they need somebody to come and shut the door, it's going to be Gavin Gidry or possibly Thatcher Herb. But Gavin Gidry is the guy right now. The breaking ball is insane. Me and Blake were texting back and forth, and I got a little nervous. I got a little nervous heading into the ninth because if LSU wasn't going to do anything – You know, I was like, man, they've been sitting breaking ball. They've been sitting breaking ball, and there was a couple times they touched him up, but it was foul or you know just barely foul. We remember the one that was right down the line that barely went foul.
1: Yeah, Uh, there was
0: was a long one hit right field that went just foul uh, in the stands. Like there was some. I I got a little. I got a little nervous, and I I texted Blake, and I was like, you know, they're sitting. They're sitting breaking ball, but and they haven't been able to hit it yet. They never were able to hit the rest of the, nope. the entire game. Like that breaking ball is insane. So, yeah, man, it was just a phenomenal job. And then obviously, you know, the biggest moment of the night. You know, when you when you're when you're you're up, and you've got to put the game away. You you finally chase Mason Moore. You finally chase Mason Moore. Yeah. He goes. He throws the most amount of pitches that he has in an entire in this entire season. He's at 90 – I think it was 92 or something like that or maybe high 80s mm-hmm. uh, on his pitch count. You finally chase Mason Moore. And it just felt like once you chase Mason, like you you're, you have a really good chance to break through. You have a really wow. good chance to break through. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Tigers uh, got guys on. Um, obviously, uh, I'm forgetting Reagan. Help me out here. Who went before Joe Bear hit the shot? Uh, JT walked. JT walked. JT walked. Joe Bear, Joe Bear hit the shot right at the pitcher. Yeah,
1: about took his head off.
0: About took his head off. I mean, hit an absolute just rocket right at the pitcher. He gets on. Pearson draws a walk. You have a wild pitch, and it sets the stage for what is arguably the most clutch hit in that type of moment. And what I mean by that type of moment, I'm talking about it's your last A-B in Alex Box Stadium, right, you're never going to take another A-B in Alex Box Stadium in, yep. a, in a real real game, right, real real game situation. Dylan Cruz is never going to take another A-B in a real game situation in Alex Box Stadium ever again, and you have the chance to put the absolute dagger in the hearts of the Kentucky Wildcats. Yep. You get a 3-1 count. Because they're nitpicking around the, the box, you are extremely disciplined, like you have been the entire season, and then you crush a three-one breaking ball to left field to put the dagger in their hearts and step yep. on their throat and end the game in advance to Omaha. Oh my gosh, Reagan! I mean, it was
1: huge moment.
0: Huge moment. I went absolutely ballistic, and I also was texting Blake about this, dude. I got nervous. I got so nervous when it was five to three. I literally was like chewing my nails. Like this this ring finger right here started <laughs> bleeding. It started bleeding. I was so nervous that LSU was going <laughs> to give it away late in those innings that I was chewing my nails and made my, my, my right ring finger bleed. And uh, Dylan Cruz erased all of those doubts, all of those fears, and yep. he puts the nail on the coffin. And it was, I mean, then you, just like on Saturday night, kind of, or yeah, like just like on Saturday night after the two homers back to back by Tommy and and Trey, it was finally like, okay, I can relax now because that game for a large part of it during those middle innings, while Mason Moore was pitching, it, it got nerve wracking. It felt didn't feel like the lead was safe.
1: Yeah, I I got to be honest. Whenever he made that hit, I didn't even celebrate like the way I thought I would. <laughs> like I, I like I didn't go berserk. Like I didn't like just freak out. I was just like, yes. Like
0: what a moment.
1: What a moment. Like, like part of me when it when it when the situation played out, I was like, he's gonna get hit. This is it.
0: He's gonna get hit.
1: I, I literally I was like, it's the ninth inning. This is his last A B. It's about to happen. And so when it happened, like I was like, yep. And, and I was just like this is incredible meant to be and and I was just kind of taking the moment in so I wasn't kind of like I wasn't having my normal like
0: let's go like
1: yeah like I typically do. I did have
0: that reaction like, I mean, like, I, and, I, you know, I typically do
1: that Dad. I'm I'm typically right there with you but in the moment I was sitting in my recliner and of course the kids were asleep and I was trying to be quiet cuz McKenna had to go to work too and and, and I was just like it's the ninth inning, and he has a chance to put this thing away, and he's he's going to do it. and I, And I knew it was going to happen, and when it happened, I was just like, "Wow, this is incredible!" and I, And watching him stand on second base and and pump his jersey and point to the like the tigers and, and Dude, holy and, cow! I, I mean, it
0: almost made me emotional. It, it, when he did he, he did this. Yeah, like when, when he started doing about-
1: that, I was like. He recognized the moment. He realized what that moment was. Completely
0: recognized the moment,
1: and it it literally gave me chill bumps when it was happening. I was like, "This is one of the coolest moments of all time." And I am—I was just trying to take the moment in because I'm—I'm—I'm sitting there thinking, I'm sitting there thinking, this is the greatest player in LSU history, and I just got to watch his last AB at Alex Box be a double down the line to put the dagger in Kentucky's heart to put the nail in the coffin to seal the deal for LSU to go to his first trip to Omaha.
0: I mean that's that's something you tell your kids <laughs> later on. I life.
1: there's no doubt that is a story I will tell Zeke and Luca like one day when they're old enough and they're cheering for LSU baseball. Yeah. And I say, you know, and they think, man, man, this player's so good. I say, he, I guarantee you he ain't better than Dylan Cruz. He ain't
0: as good as Dylan Cruz. Man. And,
1: I'll, I, you know, eventually one day I'll be able to take him to Alex Box and you say, you see that number up
0: there Yeah.
1: when it's retired? Yeah, because it should be. Hashtag retire three. Because it should be retired. Let me get it in there. Hashtag retire three. And say, I got to watch his last day. Like, that's the kind of moment I was having. Like, that's the moment I was having when that happened.
0: Yeah, like people that were alive and are still alive, you know, during, you know, Eddie Furness and and obviously Ben McDonald, which obviously there's plenty of people that are alive during Ben yeah. McDonald's time at LSU, you know, and they, they got to watch, you know, Ben McDonald's final, you know, final yep. pitch, you know, and at Alex Box or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like they got to finally – they had to watch Eddie Furness' final A-B, like, yep. you know. They they can tell those stories. That's that's our story. Our stories with Dylan Cruz, right? Yep. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, and like people like Alex Bregman and uh you know Antoine Duplantis, you know, those kind of guys, you know, when he broke the you know, well tied the record, broke the record, you know, him and Jake Mangum did it, you know, in the same year, which was insane. Like that, you know, that moment. And, you know, those kind of moments, that was that type of moment for me that, you know, watching that happen last night, that, like, that's why I was not, like, freaking out, but just, like, before it happened, I was like, he's fixing to do it, and this is going to be incredible. Right. And then it ended up being a double driving in both of them, and I was like, man, it, I, I just felt it, and I was like, this is incredible. This is something I will always remember. So, that was kind of my moment last night with him, you know, in terms of, yeah, yeah. That, I, have a right new lock,
0: I have a new lock screen.
1: <laughs> so in terms of like the game, if I want to break it down my own analytical way, um, which you've already done a good enough job, I feel like, so I won't be redundant. Um in terms of, like, what you were just talking about with, I mean, you think about it, guys. We just went 2-0. and o. If you win three games in Omaha, you're in the finals. Mm-hmm. Three games, and you're in the final. Yeah. We just won two games. And I think if you have that recipe, Paul Skeens, somebody close game one, or even if he goes the full game, and then you have Floyd with, like, Cooper and Gidry to back him up. Like, and then you have a ton of arms for game three. With what, probably what, starting Thatcher Hurd. Yeah, probably starting Thatcher Hurd with a ton of arms. Like, what we just saw in terms of pitching has given me so much peace about what we can do in Omaha. Like, I, I realize the reality of, like, you know, going 0-2, I mean, that's just a possibility. It's baseball. I don't think we're going to do that. But, like, that's a, that's a reality that, you know, somebody has to go 0-2, and, and it could be LSU. But, man, when you got schemes going game one, you like your chances every single time. And with the way this team is hitting, if he can give you what he's been giving you, like he did in uh, the regional, like he did yet, uh, on sat- Saturday, in the super regional against Kentucky, if he can give you that game one and then you can get what you got out of Floyd, um, Floyd, Cooper, and Gidry in game two, man, it just sets you up for so much success in Omaha. Like, I really like what I saw this weekend out of our pitching. I mean, it it is re- we used Zach, we used five arms. Five. Yep. And one of the one of those arms was Blake Money for four outs. And the only reason Blake Money had to pitch is so Paul could get his standing ovation. That's the only
0: <laughs> reason he pitched. Like seriously. Paul could have kept going. Yeah. And he wanted to save him a little bit, give him a give him a little bit more rest.
1: Exactly. And yeah, I mean, at that point, there's no reason to just, you know, make him burn 30 more pitches to close the game out. Yeah. There was no point whatsoever. But I mean, seriously, you could only pitch four arms, uh, four arms this weekend, and you would have won the game. I mean, you would have won the super regional. Mm-hmm. You did it with five, and, and it was dominant. And you, I mean, Zach, Thatcher, Heard, Ackenhausen, Griffin, Herring, Javen Coleman, like none of those guys pitched. Not a single one. Thatcher Heard did not pitch. None right. of them pitched, and so. To see that this weekend was really reassuring for me as we're heading to Omaha. Like, that was the biggest takeaway for me from this Super Regional is, is, man, with the bullpen struggling the way they did at the end of the season, they have turned things around tremendously as of late. And I am super excited to see what they can do in Omaha if our lineup keeps hitting the way they are Um, because it just feels like LSU is playing their best baseball all year long right now. Um, And right now is the the perfect time time. to be playing your best baseball. Um, And we know this team is probably the most talented team in all of college baseball. We know they have the stuff to get it done. Just go to Omaha and execute it, and, and yeah. I i can't wait. I, I mean, I am so pumped to see how this plays out in Omaha. I can't wait. All right, take
0: Zach. Let's take a quick yeah, break.
1: Yeah, we need to quick take it. We haven't even taken our first break, and we're 50 minutes in. So let's take a break. <laughs> we'll come back, get our last segment in, cover some of y'all's comments because we see y'all been yeah. commenting in here. Sure. And we'll do that right after this. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue Show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem, and at Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. All
0: right, guys, we are back from the break and what has been a great show so far. Uh, we got a lot of viewers in here. Listen, if you y'all, if y'all are viewing, if you're just now joining us, go ahead and scroll back and listen to our entire conversation. Uh, just relishing in the uh, celebration uh, of the Tigers of Omaha at the beginning and then, of course, recapping. Uh, the super regional there in the middle part of the show. Uh right now we're just gonna go through some comments. So if you're in here now, send us your send us your comments if you want to discuss anything. On Friday, we will cover in depth uh Omaha. We'll obviously know who LSU is facing. Uh Southern Miss and uh Tennessee are probably have probably already had their first pitch, by the way. <laughs> uh the Probably Nuggets have, have brought it back. They're at 60-60 right now. Um, Southern Miss and Tennessee have just started. There's not even, They haven't even recorded the first out. Uh, that's over on ESPNU if you want to catch that game and figure out who LSU will be facing on Saturday at 6 p.m. Um, go ahead, send in your comments, guys. Uh, we got plenty of uh, people listening and watching in here. Please send in your comments uh, before we wrap the show. Uh, let's see what we got so Peyton, Zach, Peyton uh, go ahead
1: I, I wanted to say something real quick that we didn't mention earlier by the way the D de- I, I thought the defense played great this weekend
0: yeah I was gonna go there too
1: yeah Tommy White played great at third which he has struggled with ser- you know sometimes he yep. fielded balls and made great throws hit a, a, a lot of,
0: lot of chances solid over a third.
1: but holy guacamole. Jordan Thompson
0: with that play, he's a big league shortstop. He's a big league shortstop.
1: Holy y'all, that was some Derek Jeter.
0: That was was some
1: Derek Jeter stuff. Air Jordan. Jordan. I mean, Air JT. He's he is running away from first base, backhand pick, jump throw across his body from behind Tommy White. It, it It was insane. I don't know if any of us can realize how absolutely stupid that throw was.
0: It is it is the second greatest defensive play I have ever seen in my time of watching LSU baseball. And the only other time that I've seen a greater play was Alex Bregman, the 360. 360 I, think
1: it was, I think Jordan Thompson was better. Maybe. Alex Bregman was going – Debatable. Alex. Alex Bedman did the did the three sixty past second base, coming back towards first base. JT was going sure. towards third base, jump throw across his body off a of back pick. I I think I, I mean both of them incredible. Don't get me wrong, argue, it's both, arguable both for in, sure, incredible. But there's no question JT's was more difficult. His was no doubt more difficult. But both phenomenal plays, no question. Those two plays are the greatest plays I've seen LSU shortstops make ever. And now you that, know, that I had
0: to give, I had to give Peyton a hard time. Anyways, um, go ahead. I had to oh, give yeah, Peyton a hard that. time for that. I, t- <laughs> I, t- I tweeted him and it- I tweeted it <laughs> him and I was like, "Hey," and then I-, I wanted to make sure he knew, like, "Hey, no bad blood or anything." But you know, I had, yeah, a mess. I had to pick on you a little bit.
1: All uh, in good and- fun. All in good and- fun. And-,
0: and here he is. He said, "My son has the home run ball." From oh, the region. That's so which awesome. home who hit it? Who hit He's the cruise? Hey, Cruz. Well, we were
1: talking about Cruz, he sent that comment in.
0: Oh man, that's insane. That, that is, that's
1: awesome. That's awesome, Peyton.
0: If you can get it signed, Peyton, hold hold on to
1: that forever. <laughs> forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so far, uh, Stanford has taken the lead sixty three. I picked Stanford, Reagan. Uh, how's your picks mm-hmm. doing, by the way?
1: Uh, I picked Oral Roberts. I'm trying to pick the others. And let me—the only one I got court. wrong right now is Duke. That's it. That's the only one I got wrong. Yeah, I picked Duke as well, and Virginia, Virginia beat them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came back after I, the other one. One. I picked Southern Miss. Um, I picked Southern Miss as well. I picked Bama, and they just about won game one. <laughs> I picked Wake Forest, and yeah. I had the
1: Longhorns too. I had the Longhorns so. It looks I like I might Stanford. have that
0: pick wrong. I had Stanford, so we'll see. We'll see if I can get that one. They're in the then they're in the six right now with a three-run lead. Um, Tennessee uh, has struck out the last two batters after a lead off. I think it was a single. I, I, don't quote me on it, but I, I whenever I turned it on, the ball was in the outfield and the center fielder fielded it and then threw it in. So I'm assuming it was a single. Um, <laughs> so, anyways. All right, guys, we're about done, but we have to make this announcement. Two, I, I, one for sure announcement. One and a half. <laughs> one and a half, okay? <laughs> I thought it was going to be two for sure announcements, and then today, kind of later, today, right before the show, it became one, now it's more of a one and a half, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'll start off with the half because it's a little let down. So, We had fully planned to go to Omaha. 100%. 100%. Had the tickets ready to purchase. We were waiting to confirm that it was going to be Friday night, 6 p.m. game, because uh, Beam just struck out the next batter. He struck out three in a row to get out after the leadoff single. So Tennessee is going to uh, the bottom half. Why does Tennessee get the bottom half when it's at USM?
1: We, I mean, we were bought, we were, we were, uh, in the second yesterday. game. Yeah. In the second, I don't First know. Second.
0: I don't know. Anyways, fully had planned. Now there's been a little of a bit of a wrench thrown in that plan because we all were set to go Friday. Uh, we did not believe Saturday would be doable. Uh, because Reagan and dad both had to be back, uh, for church Sunday because they are both preachers. Pass the duties. <laughs> yeah. They got, you know, Pat, you know the Lord and whatnot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so kidding. Uh, obviously the Lord is way more important. There is guys just, just letting you know, there's way more important things than LSU baseball, okay? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely, way more important things and completely understand being a former student pastor myself. And hopefully, hopefully yeah. to, we'll be one again someday soon. Um, but uh, they have pastor duties. So, they need to be back Sunday morning, okay? So <laughs> it was very disheartening uh, having completely planned it out uh, to go to Omaha on Friday um, to and knowing that LSU was in bracket one and NCAA released a graphic of bracket one being shown for the Friday games, game one and game two, yeah. Um, on June sixteenth, we were pretty confident that LSU was going to be playing. It was just a matter of is it going to be the one o'clock game or is it going to be the six p.m. game? Because we're in bracket Friday.
1: one, according to we're NCAA. in bracket
0: we're one, which bracket one is playing Friday, but apparently not. Apparently not, because LSU was announced today. They're playing. They at a 6 switcheroo. We're playing Saturday. bracket two yeah. now. They did a complete switcheroo on us, um, and. Let's see. Robert said they won the coin. T- okay. Uh, oh, it's a coin toss for game three. Gotcha. Interesting. They won the coin toss the first game and picked home and got home the third. Okay. Okay. So whoever wins the coin toss picks it. Apparently. I got. Then I, you get I, two I, games. I guess because they weren't a, a, a super host. I, I don't know. Anyways. So we are still trying to work it out for us to go. I mentioned something to Reagan before the show and I said, this is how it can be done, and how yes, you can still preach Sunday morning. You may be a exhausted.
1: Is what, you may you know be tired. Called a late night trip, but we can break
0: is. it down, okay? LSU's, late
1: night, early morning.
0: LSU is set to play 6 p.m. Saturday. I'm assuming that's that game right. would wrap up around nine or so. So, drive four hours, get halfway to Jonesboro. <laughs> Tell them the plan. You <laughs> halfway to Jonesboro stay the night somewhere, yes, get up early, drive another four hours, <laughs> um, and Reagan would be back for Sunday morning. I, y'all tell me, should Reagan do it? Is he man enough to drive Damn four man. hours Wow! In the night wow. <laughs> can wow. Reagan handle it? Reagan, I'll drive. I'll let you sleep. I will drive the four hours, okay? <laughs> I'll drive part of the four hours, okay? I can do it. I'll drive all eight if you want me to, okay? All <laughs> right. We're going. I'm telling you, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Do, a church, do podcast. a church podcast. That's hilarious. Maybe, okay, maybe we- so that's the half announcement. We are planning on going to Omaha, guys. It is a bucket list. We want to do it. I especially want to do it because Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan. Yeah,
1: Dylan the chance Thompson, of
0: this year is awesome. So The chance of this year is awesome. I fully believe we need to uh, make the investment to go, And and even if it is exhausting, it will be – phenomenal to get to watch Paul Skeen's pitch against Southern Miss or Tennessee, because I promise y'all it's going to be Paul. Well, I shouldn't say that because Jay Johnson is Jay Johnson and he may switch it up on us like he did in the region. You never know. <laughs> um, so that's the half announcement, the full announcement, <laughs> the, the other announcement, big announcement that I wanted to make is that we will tigers whoa, out. You got uh, breaking,
1: you got a breaking new sound bit. Come on.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're you right. have it. Yeah. Let me, let, let me do that first. Breaking news.
1: <laughs> God, I love that.
0: Tigers Avenue on Saturday before the game, probably Saturday morning, early Saturday morning, will be releasing an Omaha hype video, which I will currently start working on let's go I've already worked on it a little bit but really get in depth working on it tonight uh we'll be working on that this entire week in my spare time and we will be releasing an omaha hype video yeah uh, yeah. For yeah. The LS yeah Tigers. Yeah. i am yeah. so excited yeah. ryan yeah. uh ryan reagan said it, if it's god's will it will be done
1: sure sure that's true i don't know if god is so concerned about my late night trip but
0: yeah, <laughs> but true, but true, <laughs> but true. Uh, Troy Shockley said, "Let's go." Um, yeah. Troy, listen. I I don't know if you've seen we've we released some pretty good hype videos. I'm kind of patting myself on the Z- back. Uh,
1: yeah, yes. Yeah. I'll do it for you, Zach. Okay, makes I, 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 I don't hype have to videos. say
0: anything.
1: Zach makes incredible hype videos. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and so if you haven't seen any of the hype videos, I would encourage you, number one, to go watch the football hype video from uh, this past season that he released. Um, and you need to go watch the baseball hype video narrated by none other than the great Chris Demouy, who's been on the show a few times uh, for the baseball season this year. Um, so those two hype videos are available on our YouTube channel, correct, Zach?
0: Yes, yes. Our YouTube and channel. That, the football hype video, it, it, it got a lot of views. Uh, yeah, I got a
1: lot of. I think you got like a hundred thousand. Over a hundred thousand. Yeah, over a hundred thousand views. Amazing hype videos. So go watch those two, and you'll be excited for what Zach's got made, uh, come Saturday, and it'll be it'll be a video that will definitely get you hype. That'll definitely get mm. you ready for Saturday night, in Omaha. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I promise you.
0: Yes, I'm very much looking forward to it. All right, I think that's all I got. I'm going to go watch uh, some Southern Miss and some Tennessee while I continue to work on the hype video.
1: Yep, I'm going to do the same. Appreciate y'all joining in tonight. Got to show y'all something real quick. Y'all check this out. Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. The entire show. The whole show, he's been slumbered. Oh. Slumbered.
1: Slumbered. Baby Luca. Baby Luca. Been chilling with us the whole time.
0: Man, they, they need, you know, like the Miami Heat needs a Luca right now. They're kind of struggling.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true.
0: Kind of, kind of on the ropes. Last I checked, it was 60 60, though. They have a chance to completely un unrela- LSU related, but, uh, you know, Nuggets have a chance to to take it home tonight.
1: Take so. it home tonight. Yeah.
0: I honestly right, got to be honest, guys. If Grizzlies aren't in I don't really care that much. I'm, I'd, I'd rather watch Southern Miss Tennessee.
1: That's That's exactly what I'm going to do.
0: That's just me. I want to find out who
1: (laughs) LSU's opponent is. So, All right, guys, it's been a great show. Appreciate all y'all's comments again. Y'all are fantastic as always. Guys, LSU is freaking going to Omaha. We finally get to watch Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan, Cade Beloso, Gavin Dugas, Jordan Thompson get their shot in Omaha. It's going to be freaking awesome. We are so pumped for them, and we're excited. And we will be previewing our opponent and all things Omaha come Friday night. So y'all be here or be square. If you're not here, you're a loser. Be looking out for Zach's hype video. We'll have an announcement. We'll, we'll tweet it out. We'll let you know it's coming it, out. Release
0: Saturday to give myself the most amount of time. To release, release Saturday me.
1: morning uh, to get you ready for that night. Uh, so we'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. If I start here, take us out. Peace. <music>
0: And the LSU Tigers, LSU Tigers